guys. Thanks for turning into the Barbell Jobs Business Podcast. Today I'm with Andrew Frizza of CrossFit Palm Beach in Jupiter, Florida, who also has the Seven Figure Box Podcast. I suggest you guys tune into it if you want to learn how to make some money for your business. Buddy, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Jeremy. Oh, man, it's a pleasure. Uh, the reason I wanted to have you on is a uh, common friend of ours you have recently hired. And the way the hiring process went, I thought was really interesting and very thorough. And I thought a lot of people could actually learn from the way you did this. So I was hoping we could discuss that and uh, talk about how you are different and how other people can have a better hiring process. Yeah, definitely. Happy to talk about it. And uh, yeah, I mean, when we when we went out to hire this last time, it was it was uh, last May that we went to hire again, and we were losing two of our best coaches. They went to open up a coffee shop, and it was something that we knew was coming. Uh, we just didn't really know when. And then finally, like we got about a month notice that they were going to be gone, and we had to hire pretty quick. So we were looking for two full time coaches and. In the past, we had always hired from within, and I really wanted to see what was out there. I, I, I know that there's some really good coaches out there. We brought in good coaches in-house, but I wanted to cast a wide net this time around and, and see what we were capable of bringing in from the outside if we were going to go to this global market or nationwide market of coaches. So um, I saw Barbell Jobs. I posted on Barbell Jobs. I did a couple Facebook ads, things like that. And we got a lot of really good responses. And one of them was our mutual friend, uh, Austin, and his his uh, now fiance. And we're in South Florida. They're in St. Louis, Missouri. So I think both of us were kind of in this foreign territory where we're trying to feel out how this relationship would work, how this hiring process might work. And we just started out with a couple, um, we started out with a phone call. Um, we started out with a couple Skype calls and um, and then we wanted to bring them in. Our, our feeling is that you can't really know someone until you bring them in and get to spend some time with them. Get to spend, for us, it, it's a full weekend. So um, we actually offered for them to stay at my house with my wife and my young son, who's, who is one at the time. So um, we took a risk on our end, but we, we knew enough from those Skype calls to realize that they were good people. And we felt like if this is someone that we're going to have in our business for the next couple decades, then we should be willing to spend a weekend with them and have them at our house. So they came in actually the weekend we did Murph at, at our gym and they spent the entire weekend with us and it turned out great. They went back home. We didn't tell them anything on the spot. We gave it a couple of days to kind of sink in for both of us. And uh, the next week we, we gave them an offer to, to move down here. So you, you said you got a lot of, uh, applications a lot of people interested um what did austin do differently to stand out from basically everyone else yeah we we probably got 15 to 20 like legitimate um responses to it and legitimate meaning that there was some kind of an email there was some kind of resume with it and there was probably only three or four people that that got a phone call from me with a real like 60 minute conversation after that. And Austin was one of them because the email that he sent and it had nothing to do with his resume, had nothing to do with certifications. Um, both him and Danielle only had level ones. So there was nothing special from a, a resume standpoint there to say, oh, this person stands out. But 
um, the email he sent was talking about our core values and talking about our podcast. He had already gone through a bunch of our podcast episodes, you know, and this was only hours after we had posted the job posting. So this is someone who did the legwork and then was willing to, to, to care enough to share that and put those details into his, uh, his cover letter, as I call it, but really just his initial email. And it wasn't a super long email. It was maybe a paragraph and a half, but it was, there was care behind it. And that was the thing that stood out the most was that um, it, it sounded like he wanted to be here. He wanted to be a part of our gym um, just because he had put in some of that work. See, I think that's a super important lesson there as well for people who are applying for jobs. Cause you know, I, I see a hundred different applications a day that's going from point A to point B. And mm -hmm. what people don't realize is basically every resume looks the same. I mean, after you've seen a few, they, they're all identical. Everyone, you know, for a large portion of them have the same experience or the same uh, certifications that we see constantly. And uh, so taking the time to really look at the job, to look at the uh, to look at the gym, learn as much as you can and respond with that information, showing how you can fit in the community. You know, that's, that's a big thing that more people need to really do. Oh, it's huge. And and on the flip side, the gym owner side is is just as important. You know, we so we gave Austin the platform to be able to kind of over deliver to us. We we in our job posting, we talk about our core values. We talk about the story that we're a family owned gym and that my my brother and I own the business and my dad works out here and our both my brother and uh, my white wives work out here and our kids use the kids room. So we're giving uh, them a glimpse into our life and our community through the job posting. And then that gives them a chance to be able to over deliver on their side. And I think a lot of gym owners take for granted that people know what's happening inside their walls and know what type of people they are or know what type of community they're creating. And, you know, that, that was huge for us is, is giving people a glimpse into that via the job posting, via our podcast. Um, and actually that's one of the best, the best single best benefits that's come from having a in-gym podcast was how it allow, allows us to hire better. It was something we never thought would be a, a value of having a podcast. The podcast is for our members and we talk about things that happen inside the gym, but it gives a potential coach a glimpse into how you think about programming, how you think about community, how you think about your your team. They, they get to see me interacting with our coaches because it's a round table type podcast. Um, and that's been super valuable for us. So um, it goes both ways. And I would encourage you, whether you're on the gym owner side of the hiring or whether you are looking for a position, you got to over deliver and make yourself stand out. Yeah, see, one thing that I've noticed is more information the gym owner puts on their job application, the more attention it gets. Mm -hmm. So the ones who say looking for a CrossFit coach must be L1 and that's it, they, they don't get no attention. People go right past it because, you know, on the barbell job site, a lot of these coaches are career coaches. This is what they want to do with their entire life. Yeah. You know, they're, and most of these people are willing to move across country. If you go through the profile section, you'll see nearly every one of them says they are willing to relocate. They want to do this with their life. They don't want to open a competing gym against the box they're at. They want to be a coach as a career and they'll go anywhere to do it that'll fit them 
if you don't give the information, you're not going to get the people. Yeah, definitely not. It's, it's one thing that's I think is really exciting from a gym owner standpoint is is exactly what you're saying. Is it used to be I think five years ago, these coaches that you're now talking about that are looking to make a career out of coaching, most of them were thinking they want to open up their gym. Now people are seeing how hard it is to open their own gym, how expensive it can be, how, how difficult the business side is. It's not just about coaching. And in many ways, if you become the business owner, you're the one coaching the least, or at least able to put the least amount of attention into your coaching. So I think it's really exciting from a business owner standpoint that we have this, this now global market of coaches to choose from that are seeing the value in being a career coach. And they don't want to be owners. They want to, they want to grow within the business, but they're very few of them now have that goal of, of owning their own gyms. Well, they may have seen the horror stories of people like you and me who decided I want to be a coach, so I need to open a gym and <laughs> figure out this sucks. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. it's a completely different world from being a coach to being the owner. For sure. It's, it's, uh, it's something I, I battle with a lot is, is uh, how much time can I spend on the floor? And I've realized that as much as I enjoy coaching, um, you know, I, I, I do enjoy the business side more now, but I still enjoy coaching a lot. But I've realized that spending too much time on the floor is actually selfish for me. If I spend too many hours coaching, there's other things that are missing in the business. Um, and I'm not doing enough for the members and our coaches as a team by me going in there and coaching a class. Um, we now have, we have two programs here. So we have over a hundred classes in a week. So to me, for me to think that, that by me coaching an additional five or 10 hours in a week, it's gonna have this drastic difference on the experience as a whole of the gym is just, you know, it's, it's very egotistical, very selfish. Whereas if I can spend most of my time and energy on hiring a great team, developing a team, um, you know, thinking about systems and other business things, then that's going to have a much greater impact on those 100 plus classes a week. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I love coaching, you know, coaching is my passion. But I spend so much time on my gym, actually working on the gym instead of in the gym, I find myself having to hire more coaches, just to do what I want to do, just so mm -hmm. I can keep the gym running. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bigger responsibility there for sure. So you were saying uh, Austin didn't have very many 